Welcome to the Empowered You Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Espino, a former licensed social worker turned spiritual empowerment coach and transformational speaker. And I am on a mission to help you rediscover who you truly are on a soul level so you can create the life you truly desire and make the impact that only you were born to make. This unfiltered podcast is your weekly Espino Espresso shot of empowerment, information, strategies, incredible guests, fun, and so much more all geared towards helping you believe with pure conviction that you are more than enough and have the power and abilities within you to make your dreams and desires a reality. Because let me tell you, Sunshine, the world needs you. Now let's get this party started. Welcome back, Sunshine, to another episode of the Empowered You Podcast. What is going on today? How are you? What is up? Let's get it. Let's go. Yes. So, you know, in the past where I'm always like singing a little jingle in the beginning and I'm like, guys, I don't know why I do it. I just do it. So I was talking to one of my friends the other day and he was telling me how he likes that I do that. And I'm like, you know what? I think it's because I get so excited and fired up about the podcast, about the episode that I feel like I have to make it into like a little song or a little something here and there. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I think it hypes me up so much that it's like, I can't just say welcome back. Like I can't just be like, welcome back because this shit lights me up. So I got to, you know, express that and verbalize that. So anyway, that's just a little spiel. First of all, I just want to thank you for being here. Thank you for allowing me the privilege and honor to be in your ears right now. I'm so honored. I'm so grateful. And I'm so thankful that you are alive, that you are here and that you are open to personal development and spiritual development and open to new tips and techniques and new wisdom and new perspectives that can help you guide you through this life and with more ease and more flow. And the fact that you're just committed to that and you're just open, I celebrate you. I honor you. I see you. And I just want you to know that you're doing a great job in this human experience. Like you're doing great work and we don't give ourselves enough credit at all. So just want to really just remind you that this human experience is not designed to be like the most easiest thing, right? It's like a, a school. This world is a human school for us, right? And we have certain soul lessons, certain soul contracts, certain things that we need to go through to help us get rid of the conditioning and the layers of society and our ego and the trauma and all that bullshit and really get clear on who we are. And it's through the ups and downs, it's through the trials and tribulations, it's through it all that we start to slowly but surely start rediscovering ourselves and really just accessing that power within us that we all have. So it's one day at a time. It's one step at a time. And it's not a linear process. This human experience is like so insane, like in the best way, but also in a way of like just yesterday, I was crying to my sister and being like, I feel so lost. So I say that to just let you know that you are not alone in this human experience, you know, and the beauty about spirituality is that even during the dark times, even during the times where you're like, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing in life. And I feel like I hit rock bottom and all that stuff. When you're in the spiritual journey, you're able to see it like in a way of like, all right, even though it fucking sucks right now, there's there's reason for it. Like there's a so, certain lessons that are going to grow. There's certain wisdom that's going to come to me. There's a higher purpose for this. And I just have to trust that and have faith and just know that it's part of the expansion, right? It's part of stepping outside your comfort zone. It's part of saying yes to new things. It's part of up-leveling. And then if you think about it, like we're shedding, we're shedding 
old, our old identity. We're shedding old behaviors, old patterns, certain relationships that are no longer serving us. It's literally shedding. And if you think about it, like a snake, when they grow their skin, they, they shed the skin because they outgrow the skin right? And it's growing pains. Shit can hurt. You know, it can be literally like you're grieving, like it's like a death. So it can be very, very difficult, but I'm just sharing that to let you know that if you're going through it right now, you're not alone. And I'm telling you, it's all a part of the process, all a part of the journey. Keep on keeping on, reach out to supports, you know, go to a 12 step group, reach out to me, reach out, you know, what, read a book, whatever, like certain podcasts, whatever is going to help you just, just know you're not alone. Okay. So I'll probably go into more details about the unsexy truth about healing and up leveling in another episode, but that's not what we're going to talk about today. Today's actually, um, we're going to change it up. So today I actually borrowed a podcast episode that I was a guest on. It's my boy, Jerome Fenton's H for Hustle podcast. And he interviewed me a couple weeks ago and I had so much fun with him. So how he designs it, it's like you go in person and I haven't done a podcast in person ever actually. So it was so much fun. It was, we had such a good time and it was so cool because Jerome is very connected and he very, he's very intuitive and it's funny. He's very spiritual, but I don't think he identifies himself as spiritual and like certain things he'll say, he'll be like hustle. Right. And my word is alignment. And it's like, kind of like we're, we're, we're talking the same language, but we're using different terms. And it's just really interesting. It's a really cool dynamic. We had a really good time. He is full of knowledge. He definitely shares some bombs of knowledge and really helps you think. We're also going to be bonding a little more in this episode. And I just feel like it's going to serve you. There's a reason why it came to me today during meditation to re- reshare this podcast episode. So definitely check it out. Be really open and receptive. And you guys are going to love Jerome. He has so much experience in entrepreneurship and his mission right now is really, he is, well, first of all, I just have to say, he actually reached out to me because we had a mutual friend and he like listened to like a podcast episode or something. And he reached out to me and we were just talking. He was starting, he was thinking about starting a podcast or he was thinking about starting his business. And from that conversation, he was like, yep, this is what I meant to do. And like within like a day or two, he reached out to me. He was like, yeah, so this is the podcast. These are, I already recorded some episodes. I would love for you to be a guest. And I was like, holy shit. Like this guy don't play. He does not play. He definitely, he seriously is the H for hustle podcast. Like he just, he had, he felt it and he went, he went for it and he just, He's super humble and super committed and dedicated. And he's very much an expander for my subconscious mind. And he's very inspiring. And I just know you're going to love him. So definitely check him out in the show notes, connect with him and enjoy this episode. Let me know what your thoughts are, any takeaways. Definitely, if you're feeling called to rate this podcast, please do. I love and appreciate that. And, you know, take a screenshot and tag us if you're listening and all that good stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I was going to say sunshines and then I was going to say ladies and gentlemen, and then it just felt weird. And that's why it sounded so awkward. But anyway, that is a wrap for me. Enjoy this episode. And we are going to get this party started. I was like, wait, what do I say? Guys, I'm like, holy shit. I got to ground my energy. I'm like, wait, what's my little thing? So yeah, we're going to get this party started in five, four, three, two, one.
All right, guys, welcome back to H for Hustle podcast. I have an incredible guest on here today. It's a uh, we have a woman entrepreneur. I like women entrepreneur. I actually have three daughters. I'll explain, I'll explain to you why I like women entrepreneur. I have three daughters, a five year old, a two year old and a three and a seven month old. And I know they're all kind of back to back to back. Um, they girls have taught me something. It's like the way they look at things. I, on the other hand, grew up with a boy, all boys in the house. My mom was the only girl. So I kind of grew up with this very masculine energy always around. And now that I'm a dad and my house, I'm the only guy in the house. They even tell me, daddy, you're the only boy. There's a different energy. And just the way they problem solve and look at things is completely different than I would look at it. And you know, I think women entrepreneur, I think that we haven't seen the rise of a woman entrepreneur yet because there would be so many answers to things that I think would be just different or done differently. You know, even just like even with my wife, like just like the colors she uses versus the colors I would use to describe something. Um, and I think we haven't seen that in the world and in the space yet. So I'm always excited to sit down with women entrepreneurs because there's always a mindset shift. And I feel like I always get something from it. Um, so our guest today today is Kelly Espino, right? Yes! And I spent this whole weekend diving into all of your content. I mean, on Facebook, um, I'm on, I listened to your podcast. I was on your Instagram watching you dance. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm like spending all this time just trying to figure out who you are and what questions I should ask. Um, and I'm it, really impressed. Yes. Wait to do your homework because I honestly don't when I have my guests. You on, just let it fly. I just, yeah. Yes. So wait to do your homework. So, um, Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I really like the way you hustle. Um, it's done in a very different way. So um, <laughs> before I give everyone with a grand explanation of what you are and what you do, I would like for you to explain that to everyone. Yeah, so yeah, thank yeah. you so much for being here. No, thank you for having me. I'm so honored. This is so awesome. And that we're in person. That's so cool. Because yeah. usually I do my podcast on Zoom calls. So yeah. it's pretty cool to see you in I, person. I'm, I'm going to try to play with that, but I'm, yeah. I'm just not a big fan. I would love, I love sitting down with people. There's a texture to it that's different. A hundred percent. Um, but yeah, so I'm a spiritual empowerment coach and speaker. Okay. And what I do is I help people I, all over the world. So I do a lot of things virtually, everything basically virtually, unless I'm speaking to an audience. So obviously that's in person. But um, my really my mission in life is just to empower people to recognize that they're, they're worthy and deserving of whatever it lights them up and mm -hmm. whatever desires that they have. So my mission is to empower them, to empower themselves with what I share, the tools, tips, my perspectives, anything that I can give them that can help them recognize like, holy shit, like I got this regardless of my circumstances, regardless of my past, regardless of what I you know was born into or whatever, that it's within me as long as I follow what lights me up. Because I truly believe that when people follow that, and mm -hmm. uncover it because there's a process obviously yeah. you know they uncover that they follow that that's how they change lives because yeah. it has that rippling effect when you're lit up you literally light up oh, the people, world yeah and you light up other people as well exactly yeah. and then they have a rippling effect so i'm always i'm a big believer in like if one person can resonate with my message i'm winning because i know the rippling effect that it may have you know gotcha. what i mean so just now you're talking to you sitting here i'm getting motivated just hearing you even say that <laughs> right um but i want to take it back a little bit so if i was to meet kelly back in high school let's yeah. say ninth tenth grade yeah. who would i have met who would I have been ninth tenth grade it's so funny that you're mentioning this because i'm doing a lot of um it's called shadow work inner okay. work and i'm going within i'm looking a lot in um when i was younger and everything like that in high school i was very positive i was very optimistic i was very um were you always like a helper of people like now or i've always been very optimistic 
second positive. Um, I was very well liked, but it's funny because as I'm, I was always insecure though. Mm -hmm. I always felt like I was not good enough. I was not smart enough. I was just, I was always overweight. I always never felt good enough, but me being um, an extrovert mm -hmm. and a Leo, I overcompensated my insecurities. So I would be extra. Yeah. And because I always wanted to be like liked and accepted and belong, I was very um, extra in, re in regards to like people pleasing or in, in regards to just wanting to be liked gotcha. and accepted. Mm -hmm. um, but I definitely, I think about high school and I'm like, I, w I wish I would have went out for play or acting or anything like that, but I never did. Yeah. And it was because I didn't feel good enough. Gotcha. I really, I, if I was going to do something, I had to be good at it already then. Really? Because you I wouldn't even give yourself good. tests to grow? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> and I look back now and I'm like, damn girl, like you should have, so because I love like role playing and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm like, damn, I should have did that. But no regrets. But overall high school, I was just very insecure and I was very extra because I was insecure trying gotcha. to overcompensate. Uh, were you like uh, helping other people or were you just worrying about yourself at that point? Were you, did you always have that gene of like, I want to coach or people coming to you, giving you advice? And stuff yeah. Like um, my, my, one of my friends used to call me Oprah <laughs> <Okay. Gotcha. laughs> because I, yeah, I, I totally loved doing that. It was very innate for me. It was very natural for me. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I wanted to help people feel good or gotcha. like, um, help them through difficult times and stuff like that. It made me feel good to help other people. Got you. So let's keep going along the process. Like you're in college now. Yeah. What do you choose as a career? Do you instantly say I'm going to go help people or where, where, where do you pick up? Do you pick up with that? Or you just take a, a left turn and kind of go so in the I was very like lost so lost because I knew I wanted to help people. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know how. Okay. And I was not good in science and math and business and, you know, all these things. I was like, no way. So I'm like, how do they expect us to choose? Like, I, I'm, I'm the people that just know, like, they're born and they're like, they know they're going to be a teacher. They know mm -hmm. they're going to be a lawyer. They know they're going to be an entrepreneur. God bless you guys. Like, honestly, <laughs> celebrate your damn selves because I feel a lot of other people like myself are so lost. Yeah. We're like so young. We're trying to decide our life. Yeah, I think there's too much pressure on that like I always tell people like don't worry about it so much like your path will appear just just walk you know like just do something anything whatever it doesn't it's, even matter and exactly. like you know if you're gonna go to college just like just meet people and like get close to meeting people like forget the actual schooling unless you're like I'm a doctor I'm a lawyer exactly. you know it like just meet people because people will connect you to what you really are supposed to do anyway. Yeah, so. it's so true. And with me, I was always like, I want to feel fulfilled because I saw my dad and he was, he, he's not happy in what he does, mm -hmm. but he makes good money. He worked from, he works in UPS. He worked from literally the bottom up. Okay. So he worked his way since he was like 15 and, um, but he stressed the F out. Yeah. He's so stressed and growing up, he never told me, but I like kind of internalized like, cause I would ask him if you could do anything. Cause I knew he wasn't having his job. What would you do and he's like I'd be a scuba diver instructor so I the messaging I received as a like growing up was that oh if you follow what lights you up you're not gonna you can't do that mm -hmm. you can't have a lifestyle or make a living off of what lights you up you have to do whatever and be stressed out as long as you're getting money yeah. kind of messaging I received yeah and it, it's it's so interesting you say that. I'm reading this book called The Awakened Family. It's from the person who wrote The Conscious Parent. I'm, mm -hmm. I'll link up the actual author in the de in the description, but it talks about that a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. if you're if you are not doing what you're supposed to do as a parent and living the life you're supposed to live, you're teaching that lesson to your kids. Mm -hmm. So. You, it's almost not your fault, right? Like yeah. you, you're lost because you, you have the two people who are leading you lost themselves. And they're saying, get your life together. And you're like, 
but you're not happy with your life. So why would I want that life? But you then, because your parents aren't lit up by what they do, they're almost like subconsciously feeding that you that exact same thing. Yeah. And then some people see it and rebel against it. And others are like, okay, I guess I, this is what I got to do. Yeah, yeah. And I was the rebeller. Yeah. I was like, hell no. I want to feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I want to wake up feeling excited and don't get it twisted. I know we have ups and downs. Like I'm not saying all the time, but I want to feel fulfilled in what I do. But even at an early age, but I didn't know what the hell that was. I was mm-hmm. like, what the hell? I don't know, blah, blah, blah. So I ended up in social work because my mom and my sister are social workers okay but also it you help people yeah, I mean, yeah. you don't not anyone can be a social worker you don't just get on the field no um you know i uh, respect every social worker I would <laughs> thank never you do. and i knew i wanted to help people and i knew i was not no nurse or no doctor yeah. like i just knew that for sure so i went into social work but throughout it all the whole, like i remember telling my sister me and her are very tight i was like just i don't i know social work is not my forever i know it but i just it's going to be my right now to get me to where I want to go and where I want to go. I have no idea. And throughout my social work education, I just felt so inadequate, so not good enough. So, um, I just felt like so lost. It's hard to like lost, confused. I can completely understand. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like you're doing the work, but the work isn't for you. Yeah, and it, but it's weird because I was always really good in class and I, um, I with interning, like it looked like if you look inside out, like outside in, I'm sure my classmates at the time probably thought I was like meant to do this and I was like so on it. <laughs> but internally, I was struggling hardcore because I was like, I, I didn't feel good enough. I didn't feel, I didn't feel good enough social worker. I didn't feel good enough. Blah, blah, blah. And that plagued me like that whole not good enough like complex they used to call it affected every area of my life because not only was I lost and confused I was overweight I was insecure I was like what the hell am I meant to do in life then that stumbles into all your personal relationships and friendships and everything else yeah relationships um I started getting into drinking and drugging and socializing and um being with guys that totally did not deserve me but like looking back I was doing it in, because subconsciously I wanted to feel that I was good enough, that I was worthy, that I was deserving. But what it did was just provided a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, a lot of more confusion on me. But at that age, I wasn't emotionally, like I wasn't as self-reflective as I am now, emotionally intelligent mm-hmm. as I am now. So I couldn't even identify that I was feeling shame and guilt and I was literally layering it up with drugs and alcohol. and Anything to not feel that. Yeah, 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 not to yeah. feel that inadequacy and that not good enough. And yeah. um, it just was like, it was like a domino effect that just was pretty crazy. Trust me, I I, I understand that where you can actually imagine because there was a point where after my second business, my daughter was born and I kind of was just like not going to run that type of business anymore just because just the hours you have to do. And I just, the dad I wanted to be versus the businessman I had to be, which just didn't even like, and I literally got so lost after like I said I was going to close with that business. I was just like home, just depressed. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if like my three month old baby at time could like feel it, but I was just in a funk Mm -hmm. and I would try to do anything, wine, weed, anything to just not feel that funk. And Mm -hmm. I understand what you're saying. And it's almost like, like you're, insides don't represent your outsides it's like you're walking around and you're showing somebody a, like a mask of yourself but inside of you you just feel like a terrible person i don't know if i'm making the right correlation but that's that's the feeling that i actually got from what you were saying because i i was like whoa at a very like shitty place and it took me almost three four months to like really work my way out of it but mm-hmm. it was a, just a terrible time so i can understand that like 
why those things find you. Like, I understand why vices are there now. Yeah. Like, I get it. Like, yeah. before I never, like, drank, never smoked nothing. I'm like, yeah. clean as a whistle. But then as soon as you're in a space, you're like, I don't want to feel like this or walk around like this. What can I do to, like, not even feel the feeling? And all you do is just yeah. adding layers of fogginess on top of your brain. Yeah. yeah. And it was just a way of life, honestly. Yeah. And especially college years, like, I didn't know how much I was, like... Trying to yourself. cover, yeah, 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 trying to numb my emotions yeah. and really not feel. And the world makes it really normal to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're so right. It's like happy hour. It's like let's yeah. go outside. Hey, who's going to go smoke with me? You're like yeah. fuck it, yeah. Right, and it's yeah. it's almost like a party. And then you realize that you're you're hanging out with everyone else who's doing the same thing you're doing. Yes, like they're putting on a face, but they're not happy, and they're presenting yeah. this thing. You know? Yeah, even in the shows, media like mm-hmm. shit, shit the fan. Let's go get a drink or yeah. oh whiskey. Uh, the like it's everywhere and now you see it like new they're like unwinding it with like weed now it's like that's the new thing that they're if you watch like new Netflix shows like oh let's roll up and hang out you know it's like it's it's a very interesting space Um, so you chose social work so do you go into social work right away I did actually so well not right away Um, so the summer of I graduated with my undergrad in in social work at Rampo and I was going to get my master's Mm -hmm. in social work. And that summer I got arrested for marijuana. Okay. Possession. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, um, I had like two dubs, so $40 worth. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, I got all these freaking charges and I, listen, I never even got detention in high school (laughs) and in school. You were freaking out. I mean, (laughs) I would get yelled at for talking, but not like, like in in trouble yeah you're in jail so you don't even and coming from a cuban household i like you do not get arrested especially if you're a woman in the household you do not get arrested so i was trying to hide it my parents found out they were so like i've never seen my mom cry ever not even in funerals have i seen her cry scared like sad movies nope she cried that she cried and wow. she looked at me and she's like i failed you as a mother wow oh you're like mom it's just two she, dubs <laughs> oh my god you don't even know though that like killed me but also i was getting my master's in social work and you do a background you have to you have to intern and you can get a background check and i'm like oh my god this one decision is gonna fuck up my whole entire life oh, man. so not only was there shame and guilt Dude. and disappointment and frustration and lost and confused but did you still then just run right back to the weed like um actually i did (laughs) because you know what's so crazy that day i got arrested it was supposed to be my first date of the guy that was the worst toxic relationship i ever had in my life and i should have took that as a sign but so but i didn't because i was in such a low place that I attracted him and he Your was Your vibrations toxic. was giving them. Exactly. Yeah. I t- and he was into drugs and Molly and weed and all that stuff. Yeah. So although I had so much shame about what I did, I would just start coping with it with him. Yeah, yeah. And it was just toxic on top of toxic on top of toxic. Ugh. I just like thinking back, like my body can remember how freaking like all my emotions were so heightened. Yeah, yeah. It was just so intense. But you were right into the drugs of it. So how did you get past the the, the being arrested? Yeah. So it, it's weird because I did cope with drinks, drinking and drugging. But eventually I finally was like, OK, Kelly, like you have to wake up. You have mm-hmm. to stop acting so freaking reckless. Yeah. Like this could have fucked up your entire career. Luckily, my master's, I went into um, substance abuse internship just in case that mm-hmm. shit would come out I feel like they'd be more understanding yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so luckily it didn't affect my schooling but it kind of did when I when I graduated and I couldn't find a job for like 
nine months and I was working like four part-time jobs. Um, it was very humbling, you know, yeah. having a master's and like, like it was very humbling. Can I get you a Coke? Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it actually happened in interning. I was in the, running a substance abuse group and I remember I had a page of notes and my hands were wet. The mm-hmm. page was crinkled and I was there supposed to be facilitating this group and I inside was like, how are they going to take me serious? When you I, thinking you're a fraud? Yeah, I can't even take myself serious. Yeah. And I just felt so inadequate and I, I was looking up after that group uh, I went and I looked up like anxiety medications because I just didn't want to feel anymore mm-hmm. and then I don't know what happened I think my supervisor gave me a speech or something but something flipped and I was like enough is enough I am done with this bullshit like I'm taking my power back I ended that relationship I cut out the drinking and the drugs I then became like the complete opposite I never went out my parents were like go out like you like do stuff <laughs> You're like, no, I'm gonna read this book <laughs> yeah I went like completely left but I needed it at that time and that's when I started building up my my um, self-esteem and my self-worth mm-hmm. and all that stuff so let's talk about that what did you do to like you know because to, to build your self-esteem over years of it not being in a great place what steps did you take to like to help that so basically I did personal development like a lot of personal development I feel like a lot of us like well, from my experience and from the clients I work with, a, a lot of people that find me actually, they they're in their personal development journey, and then they they're like, okay, what more? And then they're open to spirituality. They get mm-hmm. more like open to it. Yeah. And I feel like that's when I come in is right when they're like beginning their spiritual awakening, but they already started working on their personal development. And I know that kind of reflects me because I was into um, like Louise Hay, um, Law of Attraction books. Like that's how I kind of got introduced mm-hmm. to just feeling better and using all these tips and tools and techniques to help me feel better and just expanding my mind to grow my soul. Yeah. And then as I, when I, I, it, that's really how it started and then I found network marketing which, oh really which one yeah world ventures oh traveling yeah, yeah traveling yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah have you do you have I've been approached by this shit yeah, so much time. No, yeah yeah but you know what I'm so <laughs> no, 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 but there's a part of my story it's not network marketing per se but the door-to-door sales company yeah there's a lot of that network marketing style stuff that when you start off it's kind of like that it feels like that like you have to build your team and the whole thing but you eventually end up owning your own thing not working with a network but the principles are there there's a ton of like you got to read books and how to win friends and influence people and like they keep like they teach you all of these things and there's i always tell somebody if you're like not confident like go do like yeah yeah yeah. like it's go do like a a, 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 what is it called network marketing network marketing yeah Uh, yeah just do something like that because everyone there is super positive. Everyone yeah. there is about like trying to motivate you. Yeah. Everyone's trying to hand you a book to read. And there's always a ton of mentoring yes. um, that, you know, even even if they don't want to, they kind of have to because it's built into the system of how yes. things work. And it's great for that just to like get you out of your shit and get you out of your way a little bit. hundred yeah. percent. So like what I was, I was doing personal development manifestation and I just kept calling in and affirming new opportunities, new golden opportunities are coming my way. And then a friend of mine reached out to me and he's like, like, oh, I want to meet with you, blah, blah, blah. And at this point, I was a social worker, um, but I knew that wasn't my forever. Didn't know what was. Kind of, I called it a purpose identity crisis. Didn't really know, mm-hmm. but I was still like feeling better and affirming new things and just like having faith, right? Mm-hmm. So he sh- shows me the World Ventures video and literally, oh my God, I can't even tell you, my whole body had chills watching the video. 
And I, again, intuitively knew this was, World Adventures was not going to be my forever, but something is telling me it's my right now. I said, sign me up. I threw my credit, credit, my credit card at him. I was like, let's get it. Let's go. Didn't even know what else I was signing up for. Honestly, <laughs> I had no idea, but it's exactly what you said. It was like, and I, I was building a team. So I was coaching. I was mentoring. Everyone was so positive and optimistic. The trainings, the yeah. books, like I loved it. Um, I loved it so much. And it's from my network marketing experience where I hit like a little milestone in the company and they had this training and they asked everyone who hit that little milestone to come up and do like give a tip. Yeah. Oh my God. This is on my Instagram. I don't know if you saw it. Um, I did. I did see. You yes, did? I did. Yes, I did. Oh, and you so were funny. like, you were like Tony Robbins with this. Oh my God. It was one minute. And for everyone listening, I was like this. I was like, hi, my name is Kelly. And then you got bigger and bigger. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a social worker. And then by, I don't know what came over me, but by the end I was there like clapping, yelling. The, the, the audience was up on their feet. Like the energy I felt in that moment, the only word I can describe it is electrifying. And in that moment, I kid you not in that moment, I was like, holy shit. This is why I did drugs. This was the feeling yeah, that, that I was chasing mm-hmm. my entire life. And I knew in that moment, holy shit, I am meant to be a speaker and I'm meant to coach. And thank God for that. Thank God for network marketing because that's what ignited. Yeah. I never thought I was going to be an entrepreneur. What? Negative. Like, never. Work, yeah. yeah, never once. Me own a business? Me? Like, it was never even almost did I even think that. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. So crazy. Got you. So how do you then um, see that like after that speech and say, all right, I'm going to be a business owner. Do you like quit social working right away? (laughs) Do you like say gun ho, I'm coaching and training people? Hell no. (laughs) Dude, the fear was real. So it was weird because it's like I had that clarity of what I wanted to do. But then I was in limbo because I was scared. Mm -hmm. I was terrified. Like, what? Where do I even start with that? So um, what I did, I I call it passive action. Now that I recognize it, it's passive action. So I was in my day job. I was still doing network marketing. But then I was like, I reached out for like a logo. And then then I started like researching business coaches. But I didn't pull the plug. Like, or is that the the expression? I didn't take the action or whatever. Take the leap. The leap. There you go. I'm like, what is it? I didn't take the leap. Um, But I was researching because I was freaking terrified. So what actually did it was freaking crazy. It was my ego. It was so funny. So I was dating this guy from World Ventures for like a week and a half, Mm -hmm. literally, maybe two. Right. (laughs) And he was also a motivational speaker and he wrote something on his Facebook status. I know. And I I say this and I'm like, this is such first world problems. But anyway, he said it on his, he put on his Facebook status. Like he's like, if you want to be a speaker, you have to go out and take action and whatever. Obviously, he didn't say it just to me. He said it to everyone. But I was so triggered. Yeah. I was triggered AF. In a bad way? Yes. I was fucking pissed. Really? Because I knew he was calling me out because I knew I was not taking action. Mm. I It was a projection. Like, I, he was really reflecting back to me, like, what I've been um, stalling on. Yeah. Because, yeah, I've been taking passive action, but not 
active action. Like I wasn't actually like really going for it because I was petrified. So his status literally triggered me like no other. I like yelled at him <laughs> and I said, I don't want to talk to you anymore. And actually years later, like recently I apologized to him yeah. and I said, thank you. Cause that night I was so pissed off that I was pissed on. And I hired my business coach and I started my business that That's night really because I was so pissed off by his comment. But I was only pissed off because he was right. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, like triggered, it, triggered, it triggered like a part of you to be like, the truth. man, fuck you. I'm going to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. F you. But I needed that because I needed that extra push to get me out of that fear. Yeah, state. got you. Yeah. Um, so I guess whoever you are in the two weeks of dating really helped. Yeah. You served this person. Shout out to Sean. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> for real. Um, I really, I thanked him recently. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you said something that most people don't do. You said like business coach, right? Like mm-hmm. I've always started business. I've always found mentors along the way, but I've never gotten a coach in the process or in the beginning of it. Like explain why you chose to go with a coach and how important was that for you? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's pretty, but what do you, coaches and mentors, isn't like the same thing? Yeah, yeah, but I've never like looked for them in the beginning. I've okay, always just started right. something and then like, by osmosis, someone's like, oh, I see what you're doing. And then I get to know them and then they become like a pseudo mentor to me. Oh, but never like, oh, have cool. I like put money up and said, I'm going to personally buy this person's time yeah. so that I can actually get what's in their brain. Yeah. Okay. So that's cool. So with me, actually, she just, be- she just came into my reality on Facebook. She just started coming in my newsfeed. I liked her style. I liked her energy. She was a mom and an entrepreneur. And I don't know. I just, I just got good vibes from her, but I didn't, I booked a call with her when I was in the passive state. Mm-hmm. passive action but I didn't jump I didn't say yes okay. and then that night I was freaking pissed off I was like that's it like there's a reason why I feel called to her and especially I had no idea where do I start with business I had no idea gotcha. like, not even a little I've never even read a business book really yeah Wow. Or like an article like I nothing even, it nothing. wasn't even a part of your world negative like wow. at all like like I can't stress this enough. Never in a million years was did I think I was going to be a bit, an entrepreneur. I knew I want to tell people, but I never knew. Like you know how some people are just like, I hate bosses and I hate being told what to do. I could never do that. Yeah, you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, me. So you knew, like you knew, you may not know what business, but you knew you were going to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Like you knew you were going to be a business owner. Just your personality. Me, never. Like I get along with people. I liked my higher ups. Like mm-hmm. I never even thought. Like that's just to me it seems like such a headache but the call was so powerful like it was just so powerful that I was like I gotta do it got you so you get on the phone with your business coach or you meet in person on zoom. zoom okay and then what is the first step she gives you so it was like provide content a lot of content because keep in mind this was like almost three years ago so it was like um, she definitely encouraged me to live stream like three times a week do create a freebie you know the website the funnels yeah, all yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah. right and I remember oh my god my first Facebook live stream was for two weeks before the first live stream, I literally typed up a whole speech of what I was going to do on that live stream. I kid you not, girl. Did you remember that? I, yeah. Are you kidding me? I practiced it. I highlighted it because when I was younger, I went to Sylvan Learning Center. Shout out to Sylvan. They taught me how to memorize and thank God because now that's how I, you know. Everything. Yeah. Like when I have speaking engagements, I like, you know. The, yeah. Anyway, it helped. So anyway, I was highlighting. I was, whenever. I was driving I was repeating it in my head it put so much effort because I was so scared and at that point I did videos before but not live yeah. I could delete it I could re-record yeah. this was live and anything new how our brain works it's like fear yeah. your life is at risk like you're gonna die mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So I, I remember the day of my first live stream, I hit up my coach and I was like, I gave her some excuse. I don't remember what the excuse was. She's like, no, you're going to do it. I'm like, okay. I literally, I taped my script on top of the window and I literally, my hands were wet. My heart was beating and I hit play or go live go or whatever. Live, yeah. yeah, I hit go live. I did it afterwards. I lit I put my hands on my hip and I had a superwoman pose and I felt so empowered yeah. and so like, oh my God, I just rocked that. And it was yeah, such a high. I ask you a really weird question. It doesn't sure. really even matter how much people was actually watching. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> like four. But honestly, no, that, like oh, it was a lot. Like, really? I had like a thousand and something my first couple of lives. Really? That's because I think people were very curious of like, what are you doing? And it's also new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it was like very, people were very like curious, like, what are you doing? Like, I think it was more curious. Also, three years ago, going live was like a big deal. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And the algorithm was different, yeah, yeah, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. But that, so. it was so empowering. But then it fizzled out and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to do that every time. That was, that required so much energy. <laughs> so luckily, like as with anything, the more you do it, the easier the, it becomes. Exactly. Yeah. Now I don't even have, sometimes I'll have little bullet points, but that's only to remember like the steps. Mm -hmm. you know but yeah yeah it's just talking points but not really like you can also just flow and, yeah and yeah. i feel like everyone needs to hear that because it's so normal whenever you try anything new our ego brain was designed to keep us alive yeah, to keep us safe, safe yeah. from like back in the day so it thinks regardless of what you're doing if it's new to you it's outside your comfort zone your familiarity your brain is going to produce all these stories to why you can't do it and why you shouldn't do it and blah 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 but the beauty of facing your fear and just freaking doing it is that either right away that fear goes away or as you continue to do it it gets less and less and less and it builds up your confidence and you feel so much more empowered the funny thing about fear and she just dropped the gem if you just didn't hear that <laughs> rewind that listen to that uh -huh. four more times because that's that's actually super true and the thing about fear is there's always something good on the other side of it yeah. that's how i always say like, even i'm scared i'm like Everything I've ever taken a chance on always worked out in some way, shape, or form. Fuck it, go for it. Really? Everything? It doesn't, it, in some way, shape, or form. Even if I failed at it, yeah. the connections I made, the people I'm around, the thing I learned, you, you just gotta say everything as a lesson, whatever it is, let's just go for it. Like jumping in the pool. Like you're not gonna know you yeah. can really do anything unless you jump in. So I'm more of like, let's go right away. That's really powerful. I'm just gonna suggest this a uh, failure episode where you like share people share like your failures with people oh i have and, a million of those yeah i think yeah. that'd be so i would love to listen to yeah. that because not only will you share the failures but then like the good things that came from it yeah and i feel like that will help empower people that we fail forward all the time all the time all the time none of it is i don't think of anything as a failure it's either like it's wrapped in a lesson or it's wrapped in something good or like you were supposed to meet someone from that yeah. like there you know there's always something that you feel you get from that and is i think most people get caught up in the failure because yeah. in this world we project success yeah right but like no one says like hey everyone says steve jobs greatest guy in the world like he got fired from his own company he had yeah. to start another company to that to eventually get so good at that company that apple came and bought his company yeah. back and then put him in position but we only see the end result right like everyone loves it in movies but no one wants to live it in their real lives yeah. which is the dumbest thing ever to me it's like you see batman and you want batman to come back and he does and at the end you're like yay batman yeah. but in your own life you're like no no i can't be batman yeah <laughs> oh my gosh it's, yeah it's just the weirdest thing ever so for me it's like 
no, this Batman on the other side of it. Let me just go. Yeah, listen, if you don't do a failure episode, I'm inviting you onto my podcast. Because I've been thinking about it, actually, yeah. like a fail forward series. Yeah. Because I feel like that will help people Get out actually take way. action yeah. because they're so scared of failure, but failure is just part of the process. Yeah. And everyone always, you know, the funniest thing I hear a lot is like, I don't know how... How no one what? fucking knows how to do anything. Oh. Just go ahead and do it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to make a bra line. How do I make a bra? I don't know. Yeah. Take a bra, take it apart, and that's how you make a bra. And then figure the rest out after. Yeah. You know, I, but like, I, but everyone's so scared to take a step. Yeah. It doesn't even go anywhere, you know? So it's like 100%. you're worrying about the first step. Just start walking, you know? Yeah. And, and declaring and claiming. Like, I declared, enough is enough. I'm taking back my power. I need to start loving myself. Yeah. That was my first step into all of this. Yeah. And that book came my way like people came my way like uh youtube and all this stuff came my way yeah. um and that's how it slowly but surely started unraveling and unfolding and building so, so then you got your coach and you're yeah. still so then you're on instagram i mean facebook live yeah so then do you go to your social working boss and say hey i'm out peace no <laughs> <What's> <laughs> complete <the step>? opposite <laughs> let's talk about failure let's talk about fail forward um the first 11 months in my business i made zero money really? i repeat zero money <laughs> nada and um for the first eight months i it's because i had and i was still at my day job i had so many money stories in my head because mm -hmm. In my day job, yeah, I was helping people all the time, but my clients didn't pay me, the agency paid me. So now I'm in the position where people are gonna have to pay me. So stories of, oh my God, am I good enough? Can I deliver? What if it's too much money? What if they can't afford me? Uh, going back to not feeling good enough. So I started becoming like, doing a lot of live streams like it was my job like easy well it was part of my job but like easy 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 but when then it actually came to like locking down clients like discovery calls and everything people would leave the discovery call like on a high like yeah i'm gonna work with you and then nothing crickets because you never closed yeah i didn't know how to what you is that you weren't I, asking for money i wasn't yeah. and it was so i it was like so cheap back in the day like i didn't know my worth it was um so for the first like eight or nine months i recognize like my business going nowhere and my coach at the time was like kelly i don't want to be your hobby like she was very straight up like i don't want to be your hobby blah, blah blah and i ended working with her because i'm like what happened was like she was successful in what she did but she was trying to mold me into her mm -hmm. and yeah it worked for her but just because it worked for her doesn't mean it's gonna work for me yeah. so it wasn't i needed some more deep shit i had to heal like yeah. i had a lot of limiting beliefs and a lot of blocks blocking me so i literally put my my business on the back burner and this was a very confusing time for me because i was like what the hell i had this naive almost like disney fan fantasy that like when i uncovered my purpose everything was gonna line up like all the stars <laughs> yeah right. i thought everything was gonna be easy once i did that like no. that was the hardest part no. dude You're was wrong. i wrong yeah you, you, once you jump on that path it's like climbing mount everest for the rest of your life yes <laughs> yeah. because it forces you to look within because if your business is going nowhere that's a direct reflection of what's going on internally yeah. so it forces you to grow it forces you to evolve it forces you to expand like oh my god it's crazy yeah. so i was like what the f is going on i thought i found it blah 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 so anyway i i stopped working with her i put my business on pause i didn't even know if i was still gonna do it or not and i just felt the call to spirituality like i just felt it growing up i've always came from a spiritual home mm -hmm. my aunt is a psychic and a medium my grandma was a psychic and a medium um are you gonna were you gonna say something no, no, go ahead. so i always grew up in a spiritual home but never ever ever did I think to incorporate that in my personal life as well as my business. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Until 
This is how the universe works. Someone invited me, I don't know who, but someone put me into a spiritual entrepreneur Facebook group. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what the hell? It was like shiny object syndrome. I'm like, this is for real? People can do this? Like spiritual and be an entrepreneur? (laughs) Like, I had no idea. So I was like, whoa, I knew I wasn't ready for spiritual entrepreneurship, but I knew I needed to really delve into spirituality because I had a feeling it had to do with my entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And a couple months with that, I hired my business coach at the time. She was a second business coach. And that's when I started making money. 11 months into my business, I started getting clients and stuff like that. Got you. That's so the question I have to ask. And again, I'm going to you have immigrant parents. Yes. I'm, I'm an immigrant. I have immigrant parents <laughs> and starting a business to immigrant parents, if they're not business owners, is like the worst thing you can ever do. What was your family's feedback on all of this? You go on Facebook Live, you trying to build this business. Granted, you still have one toe back in, you know, being a social worker. But yeah. What was their feedback like and how did that affect you? Um, well, it was always like my dad was always like, you know, keep the day job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. don't let go of the day job. Um, um, they, you know, my mom was it was actually it's really funny because my mom's really supportive but like what got her on board was her co-workers were watching my live streams and telling her like wow your daughter has it like there's something special about her blah blah, blah. and I feel like almost from like she believed in me or, or like she knew I was I don't know actually but I felt like almost be- once her co-workers mm-hmm. and her friends started telling her she's like oh shit she does have something like yeah. then she started jumping on board yeah it's so funny you yeah. say that right like when I started my cleaning company my parents, I was like 19, so, you know, wow. and I was, they were like, go back to school, 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 school. And I was like, this shit ain't for me. I don't yeah. learn well in school. Like, yeah. I'm just not going to do it. And it was a constant fighting with them back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then like, I don't know, if like two years in, or maybe three years in, we got a, um, I could tell, well, <laughs> we got an article written about us in the Bronx Times Reporter, right? Wow. It's like a, like a local Bronx newspaper. Yeah. Um, and they talked about our story there and I like that like paper and I think when like my mom's friends like called her oh did you see your son in the newspaper yeah. and it was like no what newspaper <laughs> and all of a sudden she was the proudest she could ever be yeah. once the newspaper thing came out and I was like oh look at this bullshit right like yeah. now you're proud like I was doing this all before the, the yeah. newspaper came about it um, and you know it, it, it's kind of weird you say that but because yeah. it always takes the outside influence for them to see that you're actually on a path yeah but you have to like because I know a lot of people probably can understand this because I'm thinking about so many clients where their parents or caregivers or people in their life are not supportive at the end of the day they're just projecting their own fears onto you because they put themselves in your shoes and they themselves believe they can't handle it. Mm -hmm. So out of love, out of like, well, I want you to, you know, succeed. So I'm going to project my own fears, my own anxieties, my own doubts, my own insecurities onto you because really I want to protect you subconsciously. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. But and then also, what you know, one of the biggest things I was telling them is like, your path is your path. My yeah. path is my path, right? Yeah. Like, you can't walk in my shoes and I can't walk in yours. Yeah. So, like, just let me figure this thing out. And I was really young and I was really, like, stubborn and really gung-ho about what I wanted to do. Yeah. So I was willing to fight anyone, you know, to yeah. tell me that against that. And a lot of people cave in the sense of their family telling them something. So I wanted to see how you dealt with that. Yeah. And funny that you at least had a network of people around to, like, influence your parents. Yeah. It took me a whole newspaper. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. I was really like, my sister's the one that actually brought up coaching because she went to the network marketing, uh, and no, I lied, a networking like meetup. Mm-hmm. And she was introduced to a coach and she's like, Kelly, I know what it is for you. She's like, I met someone and she had your, she had similar energy to you. She's like, you're meant to be a coach. But I didn't take it serious at that time until the network marketing. Mm-hmm. So my sister has always been supportive. Thank God. Because gotcha. the rest of my family, honestly, have been doing this for three years. They've never even asked me once like okay. about my business or what do you do or anything. My, I have like two sides of family. My Florida family, they're very supportive. Mm-hmm. My New Jersey family, they don't ask. They don't like, Nothing. don't ask, don't tell yeah. type they're of like, thing. She's, like, she's all right. She's paying yeah, the bills. Even when I left my day job, no one asked me anything, but it's okay. Like it's fine. But so, I, I, when did you make that jump to like, say you made the leap Finally, I'm yeah. going to transition now from you're making money with your with your at this point, it's a side hustle. Yeah. Uh, how do you then take your coaching into like, I'm full time going to do this? How do you leave? Yeah. Do you stack up a pile of money. What yeah. do you do before you make the transition? <laughs> well, that would have been best case scenario. <laughs> I should have done that. But um, so what I did, I left Feb- February 2nd, 2018 is my freedom anniversary. That's what I call it. Freedom anniversary. Holy yes. shit. I've never heard that before. Um, <laughs> yeah. A girlfriend of mine said it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to take that. I love that. Um, so it was February, it's February 2nd, 2018, but I was guided from spirit like that August, I believe that I was going to leave my day job in January. And at first I'm like, okay, okay. But it was like so far ahead that I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Then September came and it started getting closer and I started having like panic attacks, like anxiety, like how am I going to tell my parents? Like, how am I going to do this? Can I do this? All this doubts and all this like inner work I had to do. Yeah, exactly. The ego. But luckily, thank God I had a coach at that time. So she really helped me um, through the process, like helped me believe in myself. And that's why I love coaches, mentors, teachers, whatever you want to call it, because I really believe uh, Les Brown said this quote. I don't know if it's word for word, so don't quote me, but it was basically like sometimes you have to believe in the belief someone else has for you mm-hmm. before your own belief can kick in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like I truly believe my coach at the time did that for me when I was about to leave my day job. And I do that for all my clients. I believe in them so much and they trust me so much that they believe in my belief within them before mm-hmm. their own belief kicks in. Yeah. And thank God for my coach at the time. Cause she really helped support me through the process. And I left my day job with literally $700 in all my accounts. That's it. Wow. My expense monthly expenses were over a thousand dollars and I only had seven hundred dollars and I had a business plan out for like a month and a half because I was yeah I was running um uh the six-week group program and that and I had a couple clients but that was all I had no like that was it I so I definitely took the leap for Mm -hmm. sure um and it was an experience in the first couple of months on my own it was good and then clients I was working with it ended like contracts ended but you weren't building the funnel on the other side. I wasn't. Mm. And then it was like scarcity to the max. Literally, it last summer was the worst summer of my life. Like I had $4 in my checking, $7 in my savings, maxed out credit cards, zero, zero on my PayPal. And I was seriously like crying every day. <laughs> like wow. I was so, um, yeah. it was rough. Yeah. Was I tell rough. everyone entrepreneurship is the only place that you will cry in a shower by yourself. Oh yeah. 
about yourself. Like yeah. you're crying about your own like missteps and your own everything. Yeah. And it's such a lonely thing. Yeah. Um, even if you have a coach, like just the yeah. feeling because there's a world doubt that's like always there. Oh yeah. yeah. So oh, how, did, how did you work through that? Well, that was really a mind fuck for yeah. me because I had so much um, shame around it. And my message is that we're all inherently worthy mm-hmm. regardless of our circumstances, regardless of our past. Blah, 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 blah. And I recognized through the financial struggle and through like, um, talking about it and you, you do it, just going through it. I recognized that I was attaching my self-worth to my bank account. So then with that awareness of me being like, holy shit, I'm going against my message. I'm a failure. I'm a fraud. I'm a fraud. Like, oh my God. And that I would, I remember crying like no one's business. And I remember journaling on it and being like, oh my God, I'm a fraud. I'm going against my message, blah, blah. blah. And divine guidance came through. I know it, it had to, cause I never would have thought this. And what came through for me was Kelly, you did not choose this message, this mission, this mission chose you. Mm -hmm. So it's your job to do the work to get into alignment with this message, with this mission. You're not, you're not wrong. You're not imperfect. Uh, You don't need to be fixed. You're not broken. This path is for you. This mission is for you, but you have to do the work to get into alignment with it. And that gave me like, but also I didn't go back to a nine to five when I definitely could have, Mm -hmm. because I just kept going back to the times I'm with my clients, the times I'm speaking to the audience members, like the electricity feeling. Like when I literally end a call, I pinch myself and I'm like, I get paid for this. Like all I have to do is show up and be me. That's literally it. Like I can't, it's like almost like when the blinds are like unfold, like, are open you can't close them again they're uncovered so i'm like if i go back to a nine to five my soul will slowly die because i know this feeling of pure like euphoria like and and i just see like there's people that were suicidal before working with me that are now like starting their own business or having a house or finding love and it's like Kelly, you did that. Yeah, not, not you that helped I, in the process. Exactly. Yeah. And that it has a rippling effect that it's like, that's what lights me up. That fulfills me. I can't go backwards. There's no way. And if that's wrong, I don't want to be right. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Yeah. So you just make the leap and then you, how do you get out of that financial worry? Cause everyone that's listening to this is like thinking about money, 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 money. Yeah. How do you then say I'm broke? And then move beyond that point. Yeah. So I literally did everything you could think of. Like, thank God I had um, the coach that I work with now. We coach each other. We trade services. Mm-hmm. I run retreats with her. She's freaking awesome. Um, so she's free because we trade services. Mm-hmm. I'll, we literally mastermind for like three hours once a week. Um, I coach her. Then we switch and she coaches me and she's amazing. So luckily I had her at that time. Um, I would cry. That's very important. Feel your feels, honor your energy, because that's all energy. You're, you need to release that energy. Yeah. So I would cry. I would meditate. I would surrender. I would meditate my life away, trying to be saved. I would journal. I would take action. Then I would shrink. And then I would pray. And then I would like, literally everything you could think of, I was doing it um, and going out in nature. Any way, like I was just trying to start feeling better to yeah. then take action. And then what came through was to do my first ever retreat. And I hosted my first, it was a one day like retreat and that I sold out and I started getting money in that money went out and it actually was a loss. (laughs) The fact that you did it. Exactly. The the fact that I did it and that people came and it, and I'd never done in person. Like 
I've done speaking engagements, but never like my own retreat. That was a fear within itself, um, but I had to work through, but that gave me more confidence that gave more money in my business and that it was like a rippling effect. Gotcha. Snowball effect. Cool. Well, thank you so much for telling that story. Um, so right now, if you were to talk to, you're talking right now to a Kelly, she's a social worker or she's sitting in some retail environment. What would you tell her right now? Like three steps to take to transition into whatever he or she's doing right now and then what they want to do. What would be the three steps you tell them to how to make well, the transition? First, I would just say trust the journey because mm-hmm. like I, if I could tell my younger self anything because I was so fixated. What's my purpose? What's my next step? Da, 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 da. Like if I would just fucking relax because my intuition has always been spot on. Like yeah. social work was not for me. It was not my forever, but I needed it. And what I do now, I use a lot of my counseling, yeah. a lot of the things I've learned as a social worker. Network marketing, my intuition said was not my forever. Thank God for that. That's what got me to where I am now. Taking a break, going to spirituality is a whole. So like honoring my intuition and just trusting the journey, not being so freaking controlling and worried just trusting yourself and taking action would be like, that's the first thing. So if Kelly years ago, like if you feeling the call and you're like, you're at work and you're just like keeping your eyes open, trying to keep your eyes open. And the second you leave work, you're awake. That's your body. That's your intuition. That's your higher self communicating with you, telling you, you are not happy. You're not meant to be here. Mm-hmm. Like your body is always talking to us. We just not aware of it. Yeah. Like we're not, oh, you're not taught to, to listen to it. Yes. Exactly, exactly that. So it's like honoring that feeling, that call within you that's saying this is not it, right? So that's like first thing, honor that. But then the second thing I always say is declare and claim it to the universe. Like say I am ready to whatever. whatever. I'm ready to uncover my purpose. I'm ready to take action on my purpose. I'm ready to, you know, love myself. I'm ready to whatever, whatever it is, declare and claim it. But then it's your job to be open to the signs, the synchronicities, the people, the book that falls on the floor, the book that your friend like tells you to read the event that just comes up out of nowhere that you're feeling called to the podcast, like anyone and anything that comes to your path, honor that take that as your sign say yes and just keep following the path because the universe will deliver what you declare and claim but just keep moving forward and it's your job to say yes you know Mm -hmm. what i mean yeah to be open to whatever comes your way exactly and just follow the breadcrumbs because now i understand it i was so fixated on my purpose but now i'm like oh duh if if source or God or Allah, whatever came up to me and was like, Hey Kelly, by the way, you're going to be a coach. You're going to be traveling the world. You're going to be speaking. You're going to be possibly write a book. You're going to be doing this and that. At that time where I was, I would have been like, hell no, I don't believe it. I would have self-sabotaged. My fear would have got the best of me. I would have went the opposite direction. So the universe gives you breadcrumbs to follow it, follow the breadcrumbs. And eventually when you're ready, like I was ready, I did a bunch of healing to then uncover what my purpose was because you best believe in all those spiritual like entrepreneur groups i asked everyone and their mom their grandma and their neighbor what is my purpose every psychic was like trust the journey have patience Mm -hmm. i can't tell you i literally cannot tell you my coach my second coach she's like i literally they're not giving me i can't tell you what your purpose is i had to like uncover it you know what i mean so it's like i always tell people the path will appear yeah start walking Yes. Yeah, you can't like just walk like yeah. one and be open to pivoting and moving. Like, yeah. you, you know, like one thing led to another, like you're going to 
go here and then this another thing is going to happen and yeah. another thing is going to happen and another thing is going to yeah. happen and just be open to that they're happening and then just move it with how they're moving and yeah. the biggest thing for me is people like you said the feedback that your body's saying but the feedback loop that people are telling you right yeah you could be making cakes and you're in a your business is making a bakery and you're like mm-hmm. making cakes and you're making this but everyone's raving about this brownie that you're doing and they're like this brownie's awesome that brownie sells out all the time yeah pivot your business away from the baking the cakes yeah. to the brownie yeah. because the feedback's coming from yeah. that and just go to where and then once you make the brownie opportunity will come around the brownie and then you move to something else yeah because or you make the better brownie and the brownie factory grows and whatever yeah. else it is but most people don't listen to the feedback it's like oh i have to build a bakery like no 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 yeah <laughs> Build a bakery, start the bakery, but whatever else the feedback comes from, go yeah. from there. You know what I'm and it's so funny because we're still the same, but so different. So you call it feedback. I call it signs from the universe. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's the same so thing it's now. the same thing, but it's so, it's yeah. so Listen true. Listen to the loops because the loops, yeah. are, oh, the feedback loop always tells you what yeah. it is. Yeah. And the good and the bad, the ugly, it's all part of the process. Like all the dots connect. Like yeah. I was supposed to get arrested. I was supposed to go through that toxic ass relationship. I was supposed to be broke as hell. Yeah. So like. But the, imagine how many clients now that you talk to who are broke as hell who are in bad relationships exactly. who got arrested and you can be like oh i remember when i kid you not every speaking engagement i have where i share parts of my story people from all ethnicities all religions all ages come up to me they're like i could so relate to your you and your sister i could so relate to you getting arrested I could so so relate to the permit being like promiscuous for a feed for like feeling worthy and yeah. all these things that people i would never even think muslim women love me they love me i've gotten invited to like three um events and, and it's so amazing it's so beautiful because wherever you are emotions are universal we all can connect on that 100%. universal level yeah. so it's like all my bad shit helped me become a better person have more character more wisdom yeah. more knowledge even your first coach exactly you to a point then your second coach exactly yeah. i'm a better coach i'm a better speaker i can yeah. relate to people better and so like all the dots connect the good the bad the ugly so yeah. just keep going yeah like, keep just going don't the, path, stop. the path will appear exactly. it's not it's not left it's not right it's not straight it's literally just walking the grass yeah. And the footsteps behind you will be the path you make. Exactly. And it's yeah. not all or nothing, especially entrepreneurs. I feel like they, they feel like it's not going to evolve. Like my website has to be perfect and this has to be perfect. But like your business, your brand, your whatever is always going to evolve. It's always going to change. Like if you're like take messy action. I always say just take action. Yeah. Messy, like I was telling you what it is. Nike, which is a well-known brand. It's in the top 500 brands known in the world. You, you know it by name, like just by seeing my a logo. check. Yeah. Yeah. Nike wasn't Nike when it first started off. It was called Blue Ribbon Sports. Wow. Yeah, and Phil Knight never actually made shoes. Wow. He sold shoes for Asics, which is what Tiger, which became Asics. So, yeah. Wow. So, you know, he took action. And then Nike came years, I mean, nine years later. Wow. Yeah. And he would have never stopped selling Asics suits until Asics, like, literally, like, put him in a situation where he had to sell his own stuff. Like, he wanted to sell Asics shoes. Wow. Yeah. So most people, just think about that. Nine years of selling wow. someone else's shoe, learning how to make shoes, doing the whole nine yards to then eventually being Nike. And then the story, wow. Nike story just starts when the Nike name starts and goes from there. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, but there's nine years of pivoting and learning and before he even gets to this place. Oh my God. And he built a network of people off of ASIC shoes that when it was time, and he did such a good job selling ASIC shoes when it was time to sell Nike, they were like, 
all right, Phil, you, you, you gave us this good shoe, so we'll take that one too. Wow. And that was it. That but gets- the network he just built was there. So everyone knows like these grand companies, they don't start the way you think, right? Exactly. They just take time and go with the process and, and you know, you're going to be broke. You're going to make money. You're going to lose money. You're going to, yeah. you're going to be sad. You're going to be happy. It's just all part of the process. Yes. And you're going to be at a, at the end of the day, we die with none of this shit. We just exactly. buy with all the stories you tell your grandkids and yep. that's what they're going to tell about you. So you might as well live a pretty good life. Exactly. A hundred percent. Oh my God. Preach. I got chills when you were speaking. It's so true. Um, so true. Okay. So, uh, so this is one of my questions I like to ask a lot. Um, how much of it do you think is hustle or how much of you think building your business is smart? Um, hustle's not smart. Okay. I, I think it's alignment. So it's, um, for me, it's, uh, it's what feels right. Like I'm very, um, cause I think it's funny in the beginning of this, when you're talking about how women are kind of different, mm-hmm. we're super intuitive. Like yeah. we're very intuitive. We're very much in our feelings. Um, and I mean, everyone is different obviously, but for me, it's about alignment and it's feeling, it's, it's like what feels right. And I listen to my body. So for the, for example, my first retreat, my mind freaking the fuck out. My ego was like, Oh my God, what if no one comes? What are you going to teach about? Da, da, da. And my whole life I was like, I hate to plan. I don't plan. You plan. I'll give you the money. I'll attend. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. I've spoken at retreats. I'm not, it's not my retreat. I'm not planning shit. Like I have, I ever, I always said, if I ever get married, I'm going to do a destination wedding because it's like two options. You choose and then they plan it like so I had these stories so when I was guided to do it every part of my head was like hell no but my body just knew like yes like you this is time Kelly like you have to do it Um, and I'm so grateful that I did like the healing work around it and I got into alignment with it because oh my God, now I'm on my third retreat and every retreat just keeps getting longer and better and better. And I love it. I never knew like retreats were going to be my thing, but I love it. Gotcha. So cool. Super cool. So it's not... It's not hustle or smarts. It's just alignment and figure out what your alignment is. Everything is energy. And I'm working on that balance because sometimes I can be too in my feminine, which means like I'll say I want to take action and I'll be like, but I'm not feeling it. And that's not okay yeah. either. So I'm really working on the balance of yeah. the masculine energy of like go hustle, hard action, da, da, da. but then also taking inspired and aligned action because energy is everything because your energy is in everything of your business. So if you are showing up and you're energetically not there, people that don't even read energy, they might not even be spiritual or connected or whatever. They'll be like, Hmm, maybe, but something is just, I'm not feeling it. Something that's something is energy, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm very big on honoring your energy, but then it's like, okay, when is that an excuse? And when is that not? Like I'm still working on the balance. I read a book, the way of the superior man. And it's all about like masculine feminine. I never even knew this thing like existed. I read this book and it was like, the feminine energy just loves choices and energy, like loves choices. You go in a store, it's like, oh, so much choices. The masculine energy, like, what do we need? Right? <laughs> and I realized that through the book and there's a part of, and then also having my daughters, there's like a, I've, I'm learning that I have to tap more into that feminine energy because most of my whole life is also oh, it's a grind, 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 grind. Yeah. grind. It's masculine energy all the time. And, Realizing that you have to see things in dualities and not just yeah. the same. Yeah. Yeah. Releasing control. Yeah. But then it's like, like I said, like during the time of the financial breakdown, I would literally meditate my life away trying to be saved. Yeah. That's way too feminine. Like mm-hmm. I was way too, in the like, like, yeah. so I'm really working on the balance of like, even if I don't feel like it, forcing myself to do it, but not in a, in a negative, like trying to do things to help lift my vibrate, my energy mm-hmm. to then feel like I want to do things. Yeah. But 
I'm so, we're all works in progresses. I'm still working on that balance. So my answer to that, I always tell people we're in the same books, different chapters. You know, yeah. I'm not for I'm not that further behind you, yeah. or I'm that that further ahead of you. you yeah, know? So yeah. just always know that. Um, if you were to prescribe one thing in the world to everyone, not like a like a thing that everyone should do, it's my final question to you. What would that be? Um, oh, that's so funny. I I would say like. Um, Wow. Can you ask me that one more time? If you were to prescribe one thing to everyone in the world, what would that be? I would want to say like work on loving yourself because from that like magic, it, it, it like ignites the magnet, like the magic energy within you. It ignites, you get more clear on what you actually desire, what you actually want. You work on loving yourself. So, you know, you're worthy and deserving of it. You take action because you love yourself and you like, you love your mission or it just brings you so much more clarity. It helps you in every area of your life. You no longer settle. You, you just know your worth. And with that, with loving yourself and opening your heart, so many new opportunities come in. You're in a place where you can receive as well as give in all areas. Yeah. It just is life changing. So initially I was going to say, listen to podcasts to feed your mind, grow your soul. But I'm like, no, that's like, I need something deeper. And like the deeper meaning is learning to love yourself. Gotcha. Can I double back on what you just said? Yeah. In the loving yourself, I feel in, especially if you're listening to this and then you're in America, it teaches you a lot of comparison, especially mm-hmm. this country. It's like, it's either you're popping or you're not, you're rich or you're not. Right. Like, yeah. I think you have to just learn not to compare. Yeah. And once you can get away from the Instagrams and comparing yourself to your friends or wherever, then I think once you get out of your way, that once you get that out of the way, I think you can love yourself a lot. Yeah. A can lot. I, total, can I give a perspective shift on yeah. that? For envy or for jealousy or comparisonitis, because I know it's like so mm-hmm. super common uh, and we do it consciously and subconsciously. It's also woven into the fabric of how America works. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So what I like to tell everyone is that a perspective shift around that is that when you see someone that you're feeling envy or jealousy or comparing or whatever, that's telling your subconscious mind that it's possible. Like they're, they're expanding your subconscious mind that if they can do it, you can do it, but also how energy works, what you attract in that person is an energetic match because they're in your reality. So it's you telling yourself like, Oh, I energetically attracted that person. So that means if they can have success in that, I can have success in that in my own way. Like it's, it's the universe is showing me that it's possible and it's showing my subconscious mind that it's possible because 95% of our reality stems from the programming in our subconscious mind. So the more that your subconscious can believe and see that other people can do it so you can do it it will help you in that process so that helps me wow uh gem droppers you just dropped <laughs> a whole bunch of gems if you guys weren't listening to this with a notebook i would say uh-huh. re-listen and take a bunch of gems from um that she dropped i'm not going to point them out you find them for yourself um, <laughs> thank you thank you so much for being on the show today um where can people find you this is so dope thank you for having me i'm like so excited i'm like this failure forward series is really like coming strong for me so i'm like super excited um this was so awesome uh uh, they can follow you guys can follow me at um, Instagram at it's Kelly Espino and my website www.kellyespino.com or Facebook Kelly Espino gotcha alright yes. well thank you so much um, thank you thank you